Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome to another episode of FOMO Tonight, the Monadnock Region's only locally focused weekly comedy podcast. I am your host, Christy Loretto, here in our Space Lounge with my fabulous co-hosts, Zoe Roten-Heinzman and Sam Abbott. Now, this week in the Monadnock Region, we have another, what we might call, with capital letters, very special episode. You'll note that this is episode 39. And the most recent episode that you've seen, which is practically a month ago, our bad, we've had some special bonus episodes in between, um, but not so much our, our regular, you know, kind of space lounge, living room, hangout vibe um, since then. But that was episode 37. And this is episode 39. And, you know, we did this once before. I forget which one it was. It was Triple X. It was Triple X. So, yes. Wow. We couldn't even go 10 more episodes. We <laughs> went 29 episodes without a problem. Had to skip episode 30. And then we could only get seven more before we. And when I say we, let me just be clear. Fine, fine audience. Fine, fine residents of this region. I am mostly speaking of myself here. It's my fault. Um, we had to shelve this episode. Um, and so it's, we canned it. It's secret. It's not going to be heard. Um, <laughs> it was, it was even worse than the, um, the episode 30. Um, and episode and 30, episode 30 I, is tame in comparison. I, yeah. I, I have said in the past that you never know, like sometime down the line, special bonus material, like you might hear snippets of episode 30. Like we might actually release those, you know, the main problem with episode 30 is that we just, I didn't feel right about two negative episodes in a row, especially when there were a lot of people really mad at me for being negative at the time. Um, and it, it didn't seem right. I don't want to convey only negativity all the time. The content itself was not necessarily that offensive in episode 30. I still stand by everything I said in episode 38, but I was a little too aggressive. And I'm really sorry. Um, we couldn't, we I was going to edit myself maybe. Um, and I would have had to bleep out too much. The problem was I'll explain, I'll explain what the problem was though. Without, without getting heated, I'm in a much better frame of mind. I'm being peaceful and loving towards even those who make me very angry. Um, but I was angry at the time because, you know, we were hot in the middle of this thing, this issue that's you know still kind of ongoing about um, how at the high school, Conbell, they don't really let you go to the bathroom in a civilized manner. You have to – it's an electronic system. You have to, like, log your bathroom breaks. You only get three a day aside from the time that you get in between classes, which, as everyone knows, is not a, a very long amount of time. Um, there was and there were multiple issues. I was angry about so many sides of this issue because that the fact that this is the state of affairs in and of itself, I think, is rotten and awful and speaks of great decay and despair. And it makes me think that our our institutions, which I, I kind of already think this anyways, but I don't want to think this, that our institutions like public schools. Are in some cases and in some ways gone beyond the point of repair. And I hate to say that, but things like this make me think that. Don't feed me with things like this, you know? It's just wrong. 
So was, I'm mad about that. I think it's barbaric. I think in, in the excuses that I hear about how they can't maintain order and all this stuff, I just think that that's a failure of management. And, and, and they shouldn't be admitting that out loud because that it means that they're not, regardless of who it is at the school who's saying this, you know, at what level, but anyone at the school who's saying we cannot control the situation without resorting to this situation is not doing a good job at their job. And so I'm upset about that. And I, and I was very heated about that at the time. And I was also mad about the way that the, the turn that the discussion took, um, because this poor student who came to the Peterborough group in earnest and sincerely and, you know, um, putting herself out there as a young person, as a, as a, as an under 18 person, um, without breaking any rules, without swearing, without being in any way as aggressive as I was on the program that we, yeah. um, shelved. N- not aggressive and, and, at all, not disrespectful or aggressive at all. No, very nice. All very within the bounds, very much what we want to see in terms of like a civic minded youth who's coming to the community and saying, do you think this is right? You know, I, I, and she was, her post was deleted twice. And it turned out that it was deleted because the, the moderator decided to call the school and get the school side and then side with the school. And just, she just decided that it sounded like the school had a reasonable explanation. And therefore this girl cannot speak. And that to say that that was a wrong decision is not sufficient, right? So I was mad about that, and then I was mad because you know a former school board president um, was just saying some frankly just hateful things about kids, and his attitude was very much like basically like they're animals and they should fend for themselves, and I, I, I just find that appalling. So I'm, I'm speaking all of this calmly, you know, and, and as a result of all of this, you know, the, the, the um, uncensored Facebook group was founded, which people have already accused me and Goman Adnock or whatever is, is being behind it. We are not. I, I am an admin, but Blair Weiss founded the group. He asked me to join the group. He asked me to support the group and he asked me to serve as an admin for the group. But none of this and I support and I do support the group. I think it's a good idea. I, I hope it takes over the other group. I really do. But this is not a, a company initiative of Goldman Adnock. This is a citizen's initiative. But so all this stuff came out. And it was very, very fresh last Thursday. By the way, this is uh, Thursday, um, September 22nd. So I went off. And, and I, I really, I, I called out, what's that? Happy fall. Happy fall. It's the equinox today. It's the equinox. It's been very rainy, um, kind of crappy, depressing out there. Um, but anyway, so I, I apologize for depriving everyone of an episode with my vitriol. It was a little, again, I, I really didn't say anything that I would walk back. I just don't want it public. I guess (laughs) (laughs) if any of you know me privately, you've probably heard me say the things that I said on the episode. And you know what, if you want to stop me on the street and ask me what I said, I'll probably tell you. Um, but I was I was naming names. I was being personal. And again, I, I think I had some just cause to be personal because it was people personally saying things. You know what I mean? Um, and you are responsible for what you say and you are responsible for the job that you do. You're responsible for your own performance, both as a human being and in your profession. Um, 
results matter. Not results matter much more than intentions and and your your good heart and your Yankee humility or whatever. Um, but it is a little ironic, I have to say, considering the free speech issues of that post, and also that we participated tonight in the library's uh, Salman Rushdie readout. Delightful yes. event. Um, I guess it's all right if we're censoring our own episode, though. Self-censorship is okay. It's <laughs> some, some might call self-censorship discretion. <laughs> it still makes me chuckle a little bit, though, considering the timing. No, it is. It is. And, and I do. I, I mean, I am, pre- I am a free speech absolutist. Um, but I, I also believe that I am responsible for my words and for my performance in my job. And I just, I didn't, I didn't need to be on video that angry, I guess, is really what it comes down to. I don't need, I, I, as I said to these guys before this episode, I was, you know, one way to put it. And, and some people will get really upset by this because they take everything very seriously. But I was in some ways inadvertently a little bit channeling my inner Alex Jones in the, you know, the, I, the, I was yelling, you know, um, I wasn't, I don't think I was quite as red faced and I wasn't <laughs> claiming any conspiracy. You know what I mean? I wasn't saying anything that was beyond the pale, but you know what I'm saying? I had that, that fury, that righteous anger, you know, and as I, I forget who it was. I saw something on Facebook not that long ago, which was just that like righteous anger is the absolute worst kind of anger. Um, and that's counterintuitive, but I kind of think it's true. It's, it's the, it, it can be the most destructive because you believe you have right on your side and you can therefore do and say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very hard to dissuade. It's very hard to turn away. Um, again, because, and oftentimes you might be right. You might have righteous anger and, and be correct about it, but I think it rarely leads to good results. And so I'm going to keep my righteous anger in this case between the three of us here. Um, and we're going to can that episode. And, and now you all know how I feel about the issue anyway, um, in a, in a more concise and polite manner. And if you wish to have further dialogue on it, I'm happy to have it. I'm happy to talk about it. I have, I've calmed down a lot. I've grown a lot in the last week, um, from the experience. Um, and (laughs) the, the humbling that I've gone through by having to censor myself because of myself, um, is, (laughs) 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 has brought me to a new place in life, a place where I think that I can talk about this without, challenging anybody to a fight um (laughs) but one thing you know one thing that you said on that episode that is now lost uh that i that i also want to bring up is we do have the recording (laughs) 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 that i I want the public to think about and maybe you've changed your mind on this and i'll learn this right now but um we talked about the school board elections being held at some random time unrelated to other elections and how that was going to be like a something we would look to to find out more about and potentially change. I don't want to forget I, about I, that. Yeah, I, I do want to change that. And, and, and I know it'll be difficult because 
We have our Condal district elections. And so that's everything from, you know, the school board to like budget things in March. And we have our town meeting in May. (laughs) The reason that we have the school elections in March is because that's when all of the other towns in the Conval school district have their town meeting. And we talked about this on the show earlier this year um, to say, why is Peterborough's election in May? And it's like written in our charter or whatever that we're going to do this, but why? I don't know when everyone else does it. The other, I don't know. Stoddard. It's right. Stoddard. Yes. Yes. Good. Good for you. Stoddard. Um, not the future, but thanks anyways. Um, (laughs) 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 um, so I, I I mean, they're, you know, they're there, but I don't know. They're there. (laughs) That's their town motto. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think that one of the reasons that um, perhaps, you know, people who are are not well suited to the, the role end up on the school board is because we have these elections at off times and nobody goes fucking nobody goes and they don't go because of it and it skews things it skews things um for that reason and i don't know what's to be done about it because i'm I'm guessing we would have to fight against all the other towns to bring it to may Mm -hmm. right because i i don't think it could be done honestly even even like even my even despite my great dreams of imperial peterborough right we don't have the power yet to actually force them all to agree with that. Um, right. We just don't. Frankly, if we really wanted to be smart, we would move our town meeting to March and be just like the other towns. Um, it would make sense. I think it would make sense both for town meeting and to improve the legitimacy, frankly, of these school board elections. Um you know, because if you brought in like Jimmy Carter, like UN election monitors, like as if we were like a country in Africa or something to monitor this school board election, it would be like, yeah, OK. But like only the regime came to vote and like it was like one percent of the town. And this is not a good election, you know, like nobody stuffed the ballot box, but like, you know, it wasn't. There, there's no mandate from the people in this right. because the people weren't here. You I'm know? very curious to know how many people do vote in the in that election, considering also we talked in this last episode that the the missing episode about um, the primary results and how uh-huh. many more people voted in the primary than in town meeting. Even then, in town meeting, That's you correct. know, when town meeting is where you can like directly choose the you know people leadership for your town that's really going to affect you um i bet the i mean it can't possibly be even close to who comes out for town meeting so it's got to be like a minuscule number yeah and to that point because that was another thing because the sad thing the sad thing about last week's episode is that the first half of it where we talked about elections even though i was clearly agitated throughout it like was actually fine and was probably a lot of good 
things were said. I don't know. One of those things, though, is is a recommendation that I think it's it's a sad consequence of. I mean, some of it is television commercials because there's there were actually people on the ballot in primary day that had Boston Market TV commercials and YouTube TV commercials that that children can recite, you know. Um, so there's that I think that influences. I think that that drives people out to vote is more media presence, right? And then I th- I do think a lot of it. And this is the part that makes me sad. Media presence I get. I wish we could afford commercials for town meeting, but we can't. But I understand there's nothing you can do about that. That's always going to drive more people. That's not people's. That's not like some kind of fault in people's mm-hmm. character that they see things on TV and it reminds them of things. Like that's normal. Um, what I think is sad though is that I think that there's more people voting on primary day because those. Are, that represents the people that are really invested in like the two party system and, and in their party winning something. And personally, I don't think that that approach is like working for anybody in America at all. And, and you should abandon it. But, but even if you, sh- even if you cling to that, even if you can't let go and that's okay, that's okay. I, I understand. I have little quirks like that when it comes to politics myself, things like things I know I should let go of that. I can't I understand. Um, but, uh, you shouldn't view the party primaries as that much more important than town meeting that the turnout has that much of a discrepancy because guys, as Zoe alluded to a moment ago, um, you know, Washington's a clusterfuck. There's very little legislation coming out of there that, you know, Concord is also kind of a clusterfuck in different ways. Um, and it changes all the time because we turn over the, you know, cause we have governor elections and all the state house elections and it's so huge, right? Hundreds and hundreds of people in our state legislature. It's crazy. Right. So, you know, some like what the two representatives from Peterborough out of 411 or however many there are can do by themselves. Okay. is going to be a little bit limited, right? Unless they're in there for many years um, and, and truly build up a base of power, Lyndon Johnson style, um, which Jonah, if you're listening, please do that. Um, work with Peter. Of course, Peter, Peter has a base as well. I'm not trying to diminish Peter in any way. Um, our local railroad baron, but um, I'm looking at you, Jonah, build a base in there. Um, and over over many years, don't leave. Just stay there and just build your circle. Build House of not even Lyndon Johnson. Like um, what's the guy's name? Um, Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Frank. Frank I, I wanted whatever. to call him Lester Underwood. Burnham. Like Frank the- Underwood. <laughs> Frank Underwood. Jonah. That show went off the rails when he became vice president. But when he was in the House, ooh, it was exciting. Do House of Cards in the House. Do it. Okay. Anyways, aside from somebody doing that, though, it's really difficult to make the argument that, you know, your representative, you know, to to there is going to have maybe it's not less, but more of an impact than the local officials that you can elect who are going to be deciding your zoning issues, your development issues, your town emergency issues. You know, I mean, some years the select board doesn't really have to decide very much of consequence in other years. They're deciding what behavior we can do in our local businesses, you know? So it's, it, 
And you can find these people. You can find your select board. You can go to your zoning board meeting and nobody's going to be in that room. And if you want to speak, you will have a chance to speak because there's nobody to like be in line in front of you. You know, there's, it's like an open door, all that stuff. So please care about town meeting. It, you, it can impact things at least as much as the other elections do. Side rants, but that was in the last episode and we're worth bringing it to you. ranting. Yeah, it's worth re-ranting. It is. We, that one shouldn't be lost in time. And neither should our congratulations to Jonah Wheeler for his incredible upset victory um, in as the highest vote getter in Hillsborough 33 Democratic primary. And again, we are not trying to discount the Republicans. In fact, we intend to have a debate that includes the Republicans before the general election because we want their ideas to be heard. However, as I've alluded to in the past, it's like in The Wire, when the entire election story is really just the story of the Democratic primary, because the general election for mayor of Baltimore doesn't matter, because they're going to elect the Democrat. Okay? Tommy Carchetti. Oh, yeah. Um, Peter Bro's like that. Okay? It's, it's The Wire, guys. All right? And Peter Leishman is Tommy Carchetti. Um... Jonah Wheeler is, um, I forget her name, but the, the hot city council president, um, and he's coming in behind him. And yeah, they're, they're, you know, they won the primary, they won the election. It's, it's, it's going to happen. No offense to anybody. Um, but yes, congrats to Jonah. You know, pretty, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. We're very excited about it. If you haven't seen it, check out our conversation with him. It was a very nice chat. Check out our um, Peterborough Parlay too. Um, where all the candidates got a chance to um, to say their stuff. So check out the wire. Check out the wire. Watch the wire. Exactly. Exactly. Because listen, you know how it is, guys. Sometimes, like, especially if it's an episode with just me and Zoe, like we could end up going down the path of prestige television again. And you should really brush up on these shows so that you know what we're talking about. I'm telling you, they are the literature of our time and the wire. The Wire is the finest among them. Um, almost everyone agrees. Um, so even Barack Obama, for all you Peterborough liberals out there, Barack Obama says The Wire is his favorite show. OK, wow. so if it's good enough for Barack Obama, it's good <laughs> enough for you. Um, and um, so, yeah, um, so that's so that's that uh, now. Now that we've gone through all that, we have some very, very sad news to share. Um, Sam, Sam Abbott sells homes, gets hacked. Our compadre over the last year and several months. When was it? June or July that you came on? I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember either. We, I remember we had a meeting with Sam like over like close to Christmas. So we're getting, we're getting really close to two years. Our first meeting yeah. with Sam. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's round we're, that. Round yeah. That <laughs> yeah. So um, sad, sad to report that Sam is moving on. You know, he, uh, has had to deal with so much on this program, 
especially. And, um, you know, who knows? He might have been hacked because of this. Um, he might have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in real estate sales from people that I offended. Um, it would have lost more if we released last week's episode. Um, and, and he has decided um, that he can't take the heat and um, he's going to retire to greener pastures. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he doesn't even argue with me. Um, no, I'm, I'm being unkind. I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm joking to, um, to mask my feelings of sorrow within. Um, but Sam, tell, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your, your departure. This is amicable guys. We're not, we didn't, we didn't push Sam out and Sam isn't actually throwing us under the bus that we know of. No, absolutely not. <laughs> No, it's full plate. I get too much going on. And so it's trying to, it's trying to focus more and, you know, um, things are continuing to grow, uh, in, in more ways than one. And so I got to kind of direct my attention a little bit more, um, toward the things that are necessarily priorities in my life, you know, completely understandable. And, you know, those of you out there, I, I look, I know, we go about this with such panache that we make it all look very, very easy and effortless, in fact. But the truth is, a lot of work goes into, um, you know, I mean, everybody most of the time focuses on Goldman Adnock, and a ton of work goes into Goldman Adnock. But Adnock Underground is also a shit ton of work. Um, and that's, you know, that kind of has a separate base of, of users, almost a separate, not base of users, I'm sorry. <laughs> I work in software, guys. I speak in bases of users, but um, not not a user base, but a um, audience. It's a, it's a slightly it overlaps, but it's a slightly different crowd. Um, and that is then I think listens to this podcast all the time, and that is its own separate set of uh, of, of a lot of work. And um, and we do we have day jobs. You know, Zoe runs a gang, and um, you know we 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 do this for free. Um, and we, I mean, yes, somebody out there is going to be like, they charge for ads and they make book sales. Yes, that is true. But, um, you know, I'm sure you could find, I think our, ta aren't our tax filings have to be public as a company. I don't know. Um, I, I think you can find, um, we're, an, we are an LLC. I think you can find tax records, uh, somewhere, uh, for us. And you can see that we do not make any money and we do not take any money either personally. In fact, we, Put, we, we typically put money into this business and, and we don't pay or we don't even reimburse ourselves um, over the years. So it's a lot. It's a lot. And, um, you know, as we know, besides getting hacked, Sam does sell homes and that's a busy job. Sam's got three kids. Um, two of them are little and which I remember that. And thank God those days are behind me. And um, but not for him because he's only 32. Right. He's a young fellow. And um, <laughs> as we never, as we never cease to remind him, <laughs> very, very, very young lad. Um, <laughs> no, but it is thirty-two. Isn't isn't that much younger than we are? But we do. There, there are there have been moments, usually behind the scenes, not so much on the episodes, but where, like Zoe and I are like basically exactly the same age, so. 
we tend to assume everyone else is as well. And so we will talk about, you know, with things, you know, especially when you go back to childhood in the 90s and stuff, six years actually does make a big difference in your experience, you know. Um, so we don't always have the shared things. And then we're like, oh, yeah, how old are you again? <laughs> 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 You're not an older millennial, you know, <laughs> you know, middle millennial, which is better than being a younger millennial, frankly. Um, but those six years of kid growth make a lot of difference, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, you know, I so Sam's the same age as my younger sister, who's the youngest in our family, you know, and now it's. I don't really know. I don't really think of her as that very young anymore, um, except for when certain things come up, you know, and then I make fun of her for being 32. Um, but uh, when we were young, that seemed like a huge difference, you know? Um, I, was, I was just mostly talking about like in six years, Sam's like tiny kids will be like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you reach our, our advanced age. Dude, they don't even need supervision anymore. It's great. I mean, you know this because you have one older kid, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, they'll be, you know, they'll be getting up there and just let them, let them go free and stuff. And, you know, then we'll get them back on the podcast. (laughs) I've been, I've been saying that, um, cause I've been, I, I have, I will admit, you know, you know, Sam, you know, Sam came to us and, you know, very, very graciously and, and, you know, let let us know that that this change was going to have to be made. And, you know, I, I immediately moved to start haggling, you know what I mean? Like, well, what, you know, what does leaving really mean? You know I mean? Like, are, you know, are you taking a break or, you know, can I talk you into taking a break? I, I didn't win that argument, but, um, this, this episode of the podcast though, is like a result of your haggling. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Sam is in real estate. Of course he knows how to bargain. Um, we did the step down move. That was, yeah. Negotiation tactic, right? I'm going to ask him to not quit, and I'm going to get him to do one last podcast episode. (laughs) 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 So, in a sense, I did win. But, anyways, I. (laughs) But I mean, but but you know, part of that too is I'm like, dude, you know, um, because even before Sam was an official partner with us, he was um, very much involved in Manadnik Underground. Was published maybe as a couple of different names. I don't think you actually came out as Sam Abbott, the writer, until I'm not going to say what they are. People have to guess. Um, but um, he, he's published in in maybe two collections under other names. Yeah. Um, and, sure. you know, um, and, and, and you've pub- you've been on the website before. And, um, yeah, so th- there's there, you know, this all started with the writing connection and, you know, um, events that we have done sam has been a part of of course sam was sam was um you know taking the space lounge live um you know couldn't have been done uh without sam so i'm i'm still like all right but sam you know you know how difficult it is for us to get actors when we do skits of things so i'm still gonna call you for that and uh you know we might 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 ask you to do this and then i just told him i was like once a year i'm gonna just ask you to come back um straight (laughs) up you know um, I just figured something out, though. I just yeah. figured this all out. This is so that you can win prizes in yeah. the Magic Underground right. seasons, isn't it? Right. Yeah, that's I what this is all about. Point. I was so disappointed with my honorary mention that. Yeah. That <laughs> well, so I we want the. I want to be in the book. God damn it! So. This, <laughs> you can. You will. You will be in the book. You would have been in the book anyways. But. Uh, 
we didn't we didn't do a special awards um episode this time around but in the spring season for monadnock underground we gave out a few awards um we gave out a dual poetry award we and we gave out three um awards too i think they were all short stories um and then we gave sam sam who had a really fucking good short story in there but i was like i we can't give an award to us right i mean you know it's it's a, it's a conflict of interest you can't do that we would lose all credibility and all that you know but i still i said it anyways i put it in the thing i was like I was like the conflict of interest honorable mention goes to Sam Abbott. If Sam had quit, I insisted that this happen because I thought you deserved an award, and I didn't care about the conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make it matter, but I, I, I did. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was. I wouldn't do. I wasn't going to do that. Um, so he got the honorable mention. If he had quit like four months ago, he would have won. He would have won one of the three awards. Um, so we did. So we he, did take that. He's it. planning for fall season. That's right. He's ready. Yeah. Ready to win. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, so we're going to be harassing Sam in the future. Um, but um, the other thing in this, I, I should have mentioned this kind of like right up front at the beginning, but because people should, people really should know this. Um, our iteration, you know, our incarnation of Goman Adnock, in which we, we took the reins from um, the, the, you know, formidable, awesome, um, you know, foundations that Kim Graham had built and ran Goldman Adnock would never have happened were it not for Sam. Sam is responsible for all of this. And I guess that might make you guys not buy houses from him, some of you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who hate this, and there are some of you out there. But, but this is, I mean, that's just such a big deal. And, and it's in my mind, in, in my, you know, narcissistic delusions of grandeur mind, I would term that historic. That will go down in history as Sam was the one who had the idea and went to Kim and like, was like, this will be a good fit. Like we, we, we were even aware of Goman Adnock and it never occurred to us, never occurred to us that we would take it over. Um, and, and, and we, like we knew that Kim wanted someone to take it over and we just overlooked it completely. Um, and Sam brought that to the table. He went to Kim and, you know, made the pitch and here we are today. Here we are today. So Sam for that and for everything else over the last, however the hell long it's been. Thank you sincerely from the bottom of our hearts. And we're going to miss you tremendously. There's going to be a big hole here in the space lounge. You know, we're going to retire your chair. No one's allowed to, so we're going to rope off that chair in the lounge and people can look at it, but they can't sit on it. Um, <laughs> from now on, um, that'll be the thing. And as for you viewers and listeners, um, and, and what you can expect, you know, um, Zoe and I have had many, um, you know, two person episodes in the past. And that is, that will be the normal format. We have no plans whatsoever to replace Sam. Sam is not being replaced either as a host on the program or in his role, um, in the company. Now, and if you're out there and you're sitting there thinking like, my God, I would give my left nut to be a part of Monadnock underground, go Monadnock, you know, fine. They reach out and make your pitch. You know, if you're that passionate, I will certainly hear you out. You know, but our plan for right now is um, that 
Sam is irreplaceable, and we're not going to try. Um, what we might do on the program for fun is um, from time to time, um, I don't think it's something that we could pull off every week, but perhaps once a month, I think we're going to bring somebody in, not as like an interview guest like we do sometimes, but actual as an actual guest host. Like they will join us for the entire program and add their color commentary um, to the mix. We'll, we'll introduce you guys to some of our, um, perhaps some of our Monadnock Underground partners, you know, um, uh, going back a long ways. You know, we'll get, um, we'll definitely get Palmucci on here um, for a full episode, you know. Um, I mean, that guy, you know, I, I, I went on his podcast, his old podcast, which was canceled um, a couple of times, and not because of him, but because of his co host. Um, so, RIP Fresh Kills. Um, but I went on there a couple of times. Um, we, uh, we, we had John on when we had a variety show way back. Right. Didn't we? I thought we did. Maybe we did. I don't know if I've ever appeared on a podcast episode with John. Interesting. Okay. Wow. So we're way, so not only are we way overdue, but he owes us even more than I thought he does. So yeah, so we'll get John on. Um, maybe we can get Jared in here, you know, um i think it would be pretty fun you know um you know maybe we can um maybe we can drag dan sesney on here and force him to talk about adult things um but dan you know come on the show no rocks no fire towers no kids um i want to talk about the gritty side of life watch a couple episodes of the wire before you come on and then then come on next yeah uh, it'll be great. But, um, you know, um, we also have plans actually, in fact, I, I haven't even told, um, these guys this, but I, I did, um, I was just casually chatting with our friend Jonah, um, this week. And, you know, we, we, we had, you know, sort of an understanding prior to this that, you know, were he to take office, um, you know, a huge part of Jonah's campaign, a huge part of his entire message is promoting not just communication, but like ongoing, active, dynamic dialogue between the representatives and the citizens. And, and, and really, you know, shit like we do with the Peterborough parlays, where we really dig deep into issues, where we ask questions that are unusual to ask and things like that. You know, so part of that, though, is um, we want Gomenadnock to help facilitate that because that is, you know, part of our mission as a company is promoting the civic life of this region. And yeah, we hope Peter does it. Any other, you know, and I say this to any of the other towns too, who are, you know, probably stopped listening many episodes ago because of our Peterborough centrism. But um, (laughs) if you're an elected representative from Temple, you know, wherever else, and you want to write for us and you want to come on this program, reach out. We would love to have you. We are not just favoring Peterborough people. We would love to add you to our, our family, to our extended family. Right. But, um, you know, as far as Jonah goes, um, like, I think we're going to have him probably writing, um, a, a column for the, um, for the website at once a month. And I think we'll have him live on the program once every couple of months to, to stay connected with everybody. And, um, and of course, you know, not for nothing, but we will, um, talk with him about things that other other places just aren't going to ask him about and aren't, aren't going to give him, not just ask him about, they're not going to give him the opportunity to talk about, you know, 
And that's and that's what we're going to do. So stuff like that you can expect to see. Of course, the regular guest episodes that we'll have, um, but we'll be mixing it up a little bit. I guess is the is the is the moral of the story. Um, but Sam cannot be replaced, and um, and and he will not be. Matt, is that I don't know. Did I leave anything out? Is there anything else that we need to? Do you have any any parting words for the the people? Not particularly, no. Come <laughs> <laughs> up if you need to buy or sell a house. Well, I'll say well, it for you. My first thought was, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wants to buy or sell a home. In the yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of, I was kind of opening the door for you there, but I'll say it for you. I, I bought my house with Sam's help, um, if I haven't said that on the air before. So um, I'm not just a spokesperson, I'm a client here. Um <laughs> House Club for Peterborough. Um, <laughs> um, but for real, uh, he, he is a fantastic realtor, and I know that there are nothing but great things in the future for him professionally. And if you don't want to be left out on that and you are buying or selling your house, give Sam a call. Maybe, and, may, and who knows, maybe he even has a second career going around to townhouses and places like that giving cybersecurity talks um and telling people how not to get hacked passion, um, passion project on the side <laughs> <laughs> giving back to the community you know um sam patron does all his like giving and stuff but sam keeps people safe that's right security Sorry, were you going to say something? <laughs> I was going to I was going to do w- one final segue here for Sam. Speaking of speaking of passion. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and Sam giving back to the community. Uh, uh, what are we going to do, Sam? What was I going to do? What are we going to yeah, do? What are we going to What are we going to do in this episode? <sighs> we're going to close time. it out with one last time. Oh, 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 yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Misconnections. Misconnections. That's what we're going to do one last time. We're Sam gonna look gonna help some, Sam's going to help some more people find love before That's he right. rides off into the great sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we have not done this in so long. We haven't even I looked at it in so long. This point. Oh, wow. So, we, Sam, I feel like you should get first dibs for whichever one calls out to you right now. Okay. Let's have a look here. Hmm. I got to judge it based on the name. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got one that's pretty compelling, but let me scan. God, I got three supermarkets right off the bat. I love the supermarket oh, ones. Me too. They're the best. Oh, I just found a fourth supermarket. There's another ah, one too. It's a toss-up. I have uh Just you can do them all, one? Sam. Just just do one. <laughs> yeah, snag one. What are you grabbing? Where'd the first one run off to? Hang on. It was good too. Where the fuck is it? There aren't that many on here. Oh, here we go. Okay, so Redhead at Broad Street Gulf. 
Nice. That's a, that's a strong title, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Redhead at Broad Street Golf, meaning golf gas station, I'm assuming, for anybody that's not you know in the loop. Yeah, right, such things, right. Living in Peterborough and all. My God, just wanted to tell you how stunning you were this morning. That's kind of a letdown. Again, I didn't I didn't pre-read that, but good good title. Yeah. My other one. Let me grab one more. Yeah. Gal with a bison tattoo. I think that one too. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) A long story with a short story. He says. I'm assuming it's a he. I shouldn't, but I did. Uh, You were at the table next to mine with your boyfriend and another couple. This was at Riley's place in May. It says Milford, New Hampshire, by the way. I sat alone and was wearing a black hat. I spoke briefly to your table when the band singer asked about what songs to play. We both knew the band. Your name might start with an N. I take pictures and would love to take your picture. If you do find this, to confirm, name the band we saw. Wow. I, go. I gotta say, I, <laughs> I always love it when people are like doing this misconnection and they're like, my God, I know it's a long shot. I hope I, I hope I can find you. And if you wish to respond, you must pass this test. <laughs> I mean, couldn't this girl just show her bison tattoo? Like, how many of them are there? <laughs> Real easy proof right there, guy. You know? But actually, I just want to say, before we go into another, and this is a great time to plug. So this misconnection happened at Riley's place in Milford, which is where Chad... Our sound lord, producer, his band is playing in just a couple of weeks. By the time this comes out, actually, it will be this weekend, October 1st, at night at Riley's Place in Milford. Coming to the Monadnock region with the Dad Rock. Hot Dad Summer might technically be over now, but it lives on in our hearts. Milford and it lives on at Riley's Place on 10-1. No chance. Where is Riley's Place? Never been there. I guess it's fairly new. Okay. Never. I don't know. Yes. Well, we're going to find it, guys, together in, <laughs> in just a couple of days. And you never know, photographer and girl with an N might be there looking for love. That's a good one. All right, you have one, Chris, or shall I go? Yeah, well, uh, I wanted to just read <laughs> this poor man. Um, again, We assume it's a man. I don't think lesbians write like this, Um, but maybe. This is in Swansea, so also relatively local, within a half an hour, um, even though we don't consider that Monadnock region. No offense, Monadnock School District. Actually, offense intended. You didn't deserve that name. Um, We didn't give permission. I don't know. There should have been a lawsuit. But anyways, um, (laughs) this is in Market Basket in Swansea. Again, my favorite supermarket connections. Very simple one here. But woman in yellow t-shirt and jeans, I definitely thought you were attractive and wished to get to know you better. Long shot with this and probably shouldn't. Had a little second thoughts at the end, but clicked, clicked submit anyways. Um, two hours ago. Oh, wow. That's a oh, new one. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So if Fresh. you were in Market Basket in Swansea a week ago or less than a week ago on Thursday, the 22nd, yellow t-shirt and jeans, hot. Um some guy was looking at you. 
he made a message about you on Craigslist. Find him. Find love. Find love. Um, what were they even shopping for? <laughs> <laughs> I want to find that guy again. All right. I have one simply titled Heidi. This is in Danbury. Okay, I need to take a deep breath because this is all one sentence. <laughs> Heidi from the country store. Anyone know if she's dating or married? She's a pretty girl. <laughs> I <laughs> this this is this is interesting because it's one of those ones where it's like you know her name and where she works. Ask her out. We've been through this before. But also, it, this one like usually they're addressed to the person, right? This mm. one's more like anyone know Heidi? Anyone? <laughs> anyone <laughs> out there? <laughs> Which I find an, an, a unique twist on the uh, genre. <laughs> I have one that sounds really bizarre and sad. Should I do that or should I skip? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I'm gonna switch up a little bit. All right, this is in Nashua. This is looking for Rachel N in Nashua. Oh, looking for my son's mom, Rachel N. Medical news about him: blonde, very cute, used to hang by, by Churchside Market. Put the name of the person who introduced us or what my roommate's name was in Nashua. Please don't flag. This is important medical information about our son. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, but this is another one, though. It doesn't really make sense. Like, if if Rachel finds out about this, why would she have to prove that she's Rachel? Like, wouldn't he know? Like, you know, I don't. Like send a selfie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm baffled by this a little bit. Um, I don't know. I hope this isn't real. Yeah. Maybe if they're doing, like, the anonymous, you know, what if she doesn't want him to have her email address and, like, is doing the anonymous Craigslist mail thing? <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a reason that they're not in touch. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. probably. No, probably. It doesn't sound like a good situation, though. So, no. um, uh-huh. not really a love connection here, but I hope that the connection is made. Did they? Did they just like take them off after a period of time, or what? I mean, it only goes I back. They stay there forever, and they just go down the list. Yeah, I think you can like I, keep I th- going. I, think. I, mean, I, I don't know about forever. I mean, I guess there probably is a time limit. Like maybe it's like six months or something. Mine just go. It's it, after uh, August tenth. It goes to more. Oh yeah, August tenth. Areas. Yeah, that's what I, I see that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Huh. Bullshit. And they're all I in mass. Like yeah. They. Yeah. That's weird. Huh. That is weird. All right. Well, I have one more. I have one more grocery store one, just to like bring it back to. Yeah. A better place here. More less disturbing things. Yep. <laughs> this one's called. Saturday the 10th at Market Basket. This is the Nashua Market Basket. We were both waiting near the pizza chef. You wore an American flag shirt, very nice, with white pants. I was wearing a maroon ball cap. We were looking at each other and smiling too. (laughs) That's so nice. He's not asking for her to pass the test. I like I picked that one out too. I like that as well. Yeah, this is a very happy one. Yeah. Uh, this isn't really nearby, but 
<laughs> also, another very simple one in a supermarket. It's in Concord, um, but in the Hannaford. Gorgeous mother of two. Beautiful blonde in Hannaford with two little ones. Lovely smile. Told her she looked like she had her hands full. That's wholesome. Very nice. Um, I like hot moms, too. That's, that's the line that guys use on my wife, too, when she has two kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you your hands full. <laughs> Gotta get a new line, dudes, because that's like, what do you say to that? Yep, exactly. (laughs) I feel like that line is so bad. It would be like if you were hitting on your barista by saying, working hard or hardly working. It is, it is the same vibe. 100%. Oh, wow. Never thought of that one before, buddy. Yeah. Let's date. Let's date. And for the record, and I've said this on the show before, um, because this has become, for some reason, a controversial thing in society, it is okay to hit on your barista in a without being as long as you are not gross or aggressive and you don't say lines like got your hands full working hard hardly working or something like that um, <laughs> you can you can do it though um, it is permissible um, so you have one more Sam yeah. Uh. I'm looking at them. Can I throw out one more market basket one? Even though I can sell them, but I just love these market market basket. Market basket. I just actually, let me just say market basket uh, company that I worked for, for a time and had a very good experience working for, frankly. Um, I I have a very high opinion and I've I've been in the grocery industry my whole life in one way or another. And um, market basket is a gem of new England and it was rated the number one, supermarket in the whole country for um dealing with inflation for like by its shoppers um which is really interesting so market basket is getting nationwide attention for being awesome which is great it's great company uh great supermarket and and in fact somebody who knows supermarkets and how supermarkets should be run they are the best run supermarket they are the cheapest they have the best shelves they have the best staff they have the best everything so go to Market Basket. A little commercial. This episode was not sponsored by Market Basket, but I'm giving them a plug anyway. Anyways, this is in Salem, but I'm just doing it for the Market Basket reason. Um, yesterday morning, Wednesday, at about 10.30, you and I had a conversation about buying coffee, talking about how we take bags of ground peats from the back of the shelf for freshness. It was a very nice conversation, but too brief. I'd like to talk more. Please contact me. All right, I got one. Walmart, summer's worth. I had seen you in the store. I needed to grab something to change into, was headed to the beach. You were with a few friends. While I was getting to my car, I heard you and your buddies talking about me. What was I doing in the car? I'd love to chat. Here's that guy. <laughs> what was I doing in the car? What are any of us doing in our cars? <laughs> I mean, really. 
That's funny. That yeah. one I almost I almost think could be written by a woman. That Just might have been that one. Yeah. I yeah. found one written by a woman. I'm sure of it. Really? I'm I really think so. Okay. She Let's used the semicolon and like kind of used it correctly. And there's a smiley face that looks cur- I don't know. So this is Malcolm in Nashua. Okay, here we go. That's what the title is, right? Yeah. Malcolm, would you like to be friends? It might be fun to hang out again, semicolon. Do you remember the name of the song we danced to this past Saturday? Smiley face. I don't know. I don't think that's a guy. <sighs> yeah, I, I, the only reason I think it's a guy is because they use the hyphen for a nose on the smiley face. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Girls don't okay. do that shit, you know? <laughs> All right. I don't that's know. A guy that. thing, and that's like a guy thing. Like I, that might even be like a, I don't know. That's like not even a guy thing anymore. I feel like you know. But there's but, no like hint of gayness. Like there's, yeah, that's there's no reference to gayness. You know, gay guys don't write like this. I'm sorry. That's, I know. I'm just. Uh, I'm talking about how lesbians and gays write. Some people are going to get really mad, but like I. Hmm. That's that's true. I hadn't considered the name. In that context. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I just, I just don't hear. I don't hear a gay man come on in this. You know, right. I just um, I feel like there would have been some reference to it at least. The gay guy would have winked at least. Yeah, definitely. Mm. The gay guy would have winked um, for sure at Malcolm. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Again, because not to be stereotypical, but. <laughs> They tend to be a little to the point. Um, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I'll I do. do I'll do one last one just because I I have always chuckled at the name of this mountain, which is Blue Job, but I call it Blue Job because I think that's what how it spells and what it I read that title and I I didn't know it was called Blue Job and I was it, like Blue Job Mountain. It's a real mountain. <laughs> I have been up it. I laughed the whole way up and down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Never a new stream of blue job jokes when I was hiking that one. That's funny. Um, it's like, you know how they're changing the names of mountains that are like named after like really offensive things and stuff like that, like around the country and stuff. Like, I'm not saying that that's a good practice, but if we're going to be doing that, change the name of Blue Job Mountain. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry. Please continue. Blue Joe. Blue not Joe. Be a child. Blue Joe Mountain. No, that's this is why I picked it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know. Just as much to blame. Um, Blue Joe Mountain Mama. You were hiking with your kids earlier, and we chatted for a bit. I was wearing the red flannel. You're absolutely gorgeous, and I'd love to chat and hike with you some more. Send me a message of the mountain I recommended, so I know it's you. Heart emoji. Nice. Nice. I like that. Um, well, hopefully, for Sam's last episode, we have brought the state of New Hampshire a little bit more love. And we, by canceling our own last episode, we have taken some hate out of New Hampshire. <laughs> Sometimes fighting hate means fighting the hate within. Um, and I am always striving to do that. Um, even. Even when it's me doing it, as I said earlier, righteous anger is the worst kind. And 
we gotta we gotta calm the fuck down sometimes, right? And that's what I like. This is a really Sam. I hope this was a good a good way for you to go out, and I really appreciate you um, being letting yourself be negotiated into um, a final episode. You know what I said to him though, guys, is I was like, you know, if <laughs> if you just disappear, people are definitely gonna think that like either we like threw you out for some reason or more likely that you were like, I cannot be associated with these motherfuckers anymore. Um, <laughs> providing a cover by coming on here. This <laughs> no, but for really deserve the other, the other reason though, as I said, he deserved to send off and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be right. Can you imagine after we've been podcasting for, it was the fall sometime. It was before Christmas because we were talking about Christmas presents for the, the gang remember um so it's been almost a year with sam in the co-host chair here and so if we were to just like uh, like the last episode like episode 37 sam wasn't in right so sam hasn't been in it since episode 36 and then we come on we, we cancel episode 38 and then we come on in episode 39 and we just sort of like read off a piece of paper like hey, say something the soviets would do or something like, you know <laughs> Comrade Abbott <laughs> is not in the book anymore. We're gonna we're gonna Photoshop. Actually, much easier today than it was in Stalin's day to Photoshop Sam out of the pictures. You know, really, like my profile picture on Facebook is of the night market. You know, and you can see Sam right there. We're gonna release an, a, a version with Sam out of it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what it would have been like. I feel like if we if we yeah. if we just like announced it after like, by the way, you're never gonna see Sam again. All you fans of Sam out there, fuck, he's gone. He's gone. Buy a house if you want to talk to Sam. Otherwise, <laughs> the rumors about what would have been in episode thirty-eight, mm-hmm. the unreleased oh. episode. Right. My goodness, right. Uh, okay. So that's going to be our show for this week. Thank you, Sam, for everything, everything you've done for the show, everything you've done for Goldman Adnock from Adnock Underground. And like I said, you're not done. We're going to get you to do other things in the future. Um, but, uh, for now, goodbye, you know, farewell for now, um, with our gratitude and with our well wishes and blessings. Um, we, we let you depart here and we're very sad. Um, thanks as always to our sound lord, which I, I, I did say this to Sam already, but even our sound lord is sad that Sam is leaving. I gave him an early heads up. Um, our sound lord, Chad Patterson, who makes every episode possible, who was um, <laughs> going to facilitate me editing myself if we did release episode 38. Um, <laughs> he can do it all. Um, if you need to edit yourself on a recording that you've made, Chad can help. Chad can set up your audio. He can produce any audio. He can do mixing for you. He can provide consultation for you on how you might want to set something up or go about doing something through his organization, studio117.net, not .com. Um, easy to remember, really. You don't see a lot of .nets out there anymore. Um, so studio117.net. And again, as we mentioned earlier, come see Down by 10 um, on 10.1. Um, at Riley's place where sometimes people find love Um, and um, you know hot singles there's more of them in Milford 
if that's you, there's no dog park, guys. Come on down to Riley's place, um, where it's all going to be happening. All right. That's our show. All of you out there, especially Sam, as you go, as you go.